0: Hi, I'm Chip Sutterth, and welcome to episode 463 of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast, concentrated commentary on the worlds of Doctor Who. Let's catch up a little bit before episode 5, and make sure that we've covered episode 4 of Doctor Who Flux. There have been some vivid debates over the years over whether Stephen Moffat's introduction of the Weeping Angels, Series 3's Blink, is the perfect introduction to Doctor Who, points against... It's a non-traditional Dr. Light episode where the guest stars have the mystery unfold around them, ending with clever reveals rather than character development. Sally Sparrow and Larry Nightingale survive the adventure rather than driving it. Points in favor, the one truly breakout new monster in the modern series, both in concept and presentation, and the accompanying behind-the-sofa thrills recalling classic Dr. Who's family-friendly horror phase. Well, you can have your Ood and Jadun. Stephen Moffat struck gold with the Weeping Angels. His next big monster, the Silence, didn't quite measure up. And here's where I part ways with some of my friends. Neither did the Angels' future appearances. The Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone were good episodes, but they added new lore to the Weeping Angels that I thought blurred the concept, from the concept of the image of an angel becoming an angel to having them physically move on screen. And while I'm sure Moffat couldn't resist turning the Statue of Liberty into one in The Angels Take Manhattan, I'd prefer if he had. Instead, surprisingly, the second best Weeping Angels story after Blink isn't written by Moffat at all. Chris Chibnall and Maxine Alderton understood the assignment. Like the Centauran chapter of Doctor Who Flux, Village of the Angels is a more self-contained episode, likely a vestige of Chibnall's pre-COVID plans for Series 13. The Angels are following the rules from previous episodes, but the action evokes blink in all of its freeze-framed glory. The jump scares are perfectly pitched. The image of an angel reveals are reasonable extensions of what came before. I mean, it's a stretch that Claire is precognitive, but if you accept that she has these visions, maybe the rogue angel put them in her head in the first place, her possession by the angel makes sense. And the burning angel is the visual treat of the series thus far. Village of the Angels takes a blink-like story and grafts onto it the space-and-time devastation of the Flux and the intrigue of the divisions or just divisions, manipulation of the Doctor. We also get a new layer of complexity to the Angels, adding conniving to their cruelty. And we learn that even though there may be competing factions, none of them can be trusted. So this is a chapter full of new concepts, classic callbacks, pace and energy, mystery and surprise. I've been on board for Doctor Who Flux so far. But I think this is clearly the best executed of the four episodes because it extends the Flux storyline while going back to basics on what made Blink work so well. I'm not expecting such focus from the next two chapters. There's way too much to wrap up. But I'm grateful that Village of the Angels landed when and where it did. I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving holiday for those of you who celebrated. I hope you had a great Doctor Who anniversary as well. More episodes of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast are, as always, at twominutetimelord.com. and please follow me on Twitter at numeral 2 Lord. Thanks a lot.